There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nitty. Did I need so what? Come along to the Friday episode. Uh, I noticed, Sam, yesterday you were out on the streets mm. uh, taking the temperature of Barnes uh, mm. in the wake of uh, Gary Lineker Gate. Yeah, of course. Did you find anything? What were your findings? I didn't find anything because what happened was I, I'd seen the video of them outside his house and I have to say... Coming outside someone's fucking house is not on, is it? It's weird, isn't it? Who do these journalists think they are, right? Mm. Now, obviously... It's weird because I was looking at it and because I've got a bit of skin in the game. Mm. Yeah, of course you do, yeah. Because Because of my relationship, my my friendship with Gary, yeah. And your friendship. I looked at it through different eyes Mm. and I looked at it and I thought, oh, that's where he lives. Yeah. Oh, let's have a closer look at that. Let's try and figure out where that might be. Yeah. And I thought, fucking hell, that's not on. It's not on. What? It's not on. Yeah, exactly. Like you, suddenly everyone can see what his fucking house is, right? And yeah. uh, that knowledge, as far as I'm concerned, is only for the likes of me. <laughs> you. I'm sure you know where it is. You, people, you, you could probably camp out there anytime I you want. I walk up and down with my dog, don't I? Oh, all right. I yeah. think you've got a dog as well. But I saw it. I mean, I'm exposing myself to um, perfectly legitimate accusations of hypocrisy here because during my time at Heat, I suppose... It's what this podcast is underpinned by. Yeah, it is. Hypocrisy. And uh, I think, you know, yeah, I, I mean, I've never doorstepped someone in my life. Did anyone doorstep when I was at Heat? It wasn't a kind of journalism that I was particularly into. It had been done before and may have been done since. But mm. I, I when I took over, really made it my business to put the emphasis on the magazine becoming far more juvenile. Or as my brother Theo might put it, infantile. Infantile. That's going to be a recurring uh, trope, I think, isn't it, going forward? Yeah, it might might be time to change the old uh, Twitter bio. (laughs) Infantile podcast. (laughs) Um, Infantile, in in inverted commas, dash Theo Delaney. (laughs) Listen, right, never mind Inventile, this is fucking philosophy. This is, right, what's going on on this podcast. You might not have noticed. Yeah, but but, but philosophy, some philosophy can be infantile. It can, yeah. It's fine. It can. It's fucking daft, most of it, isn't it? Some blokes philosophy. Imagine being a philosopher in Greek times, mate. Like, they got paid for it. Like, no philosophers get paid for philosophising now, not on the whole. I mean, Alan de Botton makes a good fist Alan of it. Alan is, is the main man. But how do you get into it? How do you, it? It's like a self-appointed job, isn't it? I don't know, it mate, there's no but... qualifications for it. There's no uh, professional board that you get. Mate, you can't just call from. yourself a philosopher. I reckon yeah. with me and you, I'd like the, the problem with us is we don't take ourselves seriously enough. 
But if we did right from the beginning set this out as a philosophy podcast, we've got it away. Go back through the archives. All it's about is like sort of meditations on how to live your life. What is just Mm. rest if it isn't a philosophy? What is don't fear love? Admittedly, I did steal that from the... um, You nicked that, yeah. From what's his name, my old mate, Archbishop of Canterbury. It was the Archbishop of the the year B of C. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Another good pal of mine. Dreaming of the dinner party I throw for him, me and Lineker one day. (laughs) And and just chucking Hitler as well. (laughs) Um, Someone asked me recently... I can't remember what it was that like q and A. I I was doing you know to promote the book and they go you know that age old question who would you invite to your dream dinner party and I didn't oh, want to come across like a fucking cunt but mm. I do always think I feel like going what fucking dinner party you, you didn't want to disrespect the silly question yeah exactly I mean who would I be to do that the amount of silly questions I've asked over the years mm. they should have just said tell me it Right, but you know, or what, or lens classic, what is your agenda? Yeah, <laughs> by the way, lens applied for um junior bake off, and I've pried hey. into his application form. And I don't, I this this would be unethical, wouldn't it, for me did, to did, did it, did he do it without any input? From oh, you? yeah, or he he's just he's anything. done it independently, oh, and brilliant. it is a sensational application. And oh, wow. there, you, there's, you, there's a lot of can't. content, but it oversteps the mark, doesn't it, if I start? You can't. It's like, I've spied on his application. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. Even that in itself is... Yeah, yeah. I'll tell him, I'll say, look, you left it open. I had a look, and I thought it was good, which I did. I thought it was fucking amazing. Um, anyway. If he gets on, you can ask him. Yeah, I'll Hopefully ask him. Hopefully he'll, he'll maybe come on and read it out for us. Yeah, yeah. Um... He's also done another thing that he might let me read out because we haven't had Len content in a while. Is um, he did a choose your own adventure book, but about a footballing career, and it was really compelling. You know, so it's Mm. like okay, you're in the youth team at, I think it's at Sunderland. Maybe that's the Dawson influence, but Sunderland definitely feature in this. And it's like you're in you're in the, the youth team. You know, the manager says that you can you know, travel to a, a League Cup round two away game in the Carabao. It's all shit like that. With the first team, you probably won't get on the pitch, but it'll be good experience. Mm-hmm. Do you do that or do you stay and play for the under-23s in a crucial league match, right? And then you make your decision mm. and it builds. And eventually, you know, you can end up winning the Champions League with Real Madrid over the course of mm. this book. Or there's various bad things that can befall you. Like you can just get your leg double broke. Like when you're still only 18, it's like your career is over. Right. End of book. Yeah. Let's put this book in the bin. Get fucked. Yeah. You, you will, you will, you will, you will open a series of ill-fated businesses over the next 10 to 12 years (laughs) before eventually, uh, you know, developing <laughs> a enormous gambling problem. You will you will start a podcast with another former player. <laughs> exactly. He hasn't done that, like, but it's really it is really good. I might ask him if maybe for Monday's episode I might get it, and then we can pl- I can read you the options, and you could play it on air. Oh, it God, doesn't yeah. take long, but it'd be quite interesting. You can play it on air. 
love to do that. Mm. Oh, this this should be submitted to a publisher instantly. Is that yeah. even a, is that a genre that exists? The choose your own choose your own adventure career book for yeah. kids. Yeah, well, I don't know about football. I know the, I know the choose your own adventure yeah. does, but I mean, for the football, it's crying out to be done. Surely, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? You would have imagined it would be. Uh, maybe you should have you know a word with Yeah, I, you know. Um, anyway, getting back to dinner parties, it is annoying when someone says, who's your dream dinner party? Because you do think, mm. what fucking dinner party? There, mm-hmm. there is no dinner party that would appear in a dream, only a nightmare. Dinner. I've never had a dinner party in real life. Uh, I've I've attended dinner parties. I'm sure you have. You're in London. I'm in London. They're good. But I'm not in, penny. not in well over a decade. Um, and I intend to never... I mean, depends what you call it. I've had dinner round at, like, um, a mate's house, but I think it's only a dinner party if you do this one. Oh, we're going to invite the Delaney's, and I tell you who I think would be a wonderful cocktail would be if we also invite the Dawsons. They've never met, but I have a strong feeling the repartee, once they get together, will be first class. It will be absolutely crackling. Yeah, exactly. I see myself as a, a social mixologist. I throw these dinner parties or salons and I bring together great, un- improbable mixes of different minds and characters. And we just see what happens. Fuck you now. Fuck. Fuck your dinner party. Felt like saying, a- fuck, fuck your dinner. What fucking dream dinner party? However, since you've asked and I don't want to be a cunt and make you feel a cunt about it, fine. Uh, uh, Gary Lineker, Simon Le Bon and the Archbishop of Canterbury. Next fucking question. All very achievable. You could make two thirds of that happen quite easily. And Sarah Green. Just while you're going about your business. And Sarah Green, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did we discuss Sarah? We did discuss Sarah Green's new fella, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the third time we've yeah. discussed it now. Sorry. sorry. Anyway, yeah, I did went you, out did, on did the street because I thought forget, I'm a bit. So, uh, but, 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 yeah, go on. Before we go any further, Sarah Green. Hmm. Uh, somebody mentioned the Allo Allo special of Blankety Blank hmm. uh, on Twitter, and then did a bit of research, and it's not on YouTube. It is on Daily Motion, which is the you know the thinking man's YouTube. Right. But there's another. Uh, uh, Blankety Blank episode, which has got Sarah Green, mm. Leslie Ash, mm. and Barbara Windsor. Fucking, I'm not sure I can take that at my age. And it's and it's 1985. Oh my god! The fellas on it, not so good. Duncan Norvell. <laughs> no, he's good. great. Is he chase me? Chris- is he chase me? Yes, yeah, chase oh, me. Fucking yeah. Duncan Norvell. The only problem with that is, it generally speaking, unless you're Freddie Starr, you're not allowed to get up on blankety blank from your seat, are you? No, no, no. He's strapped in. I'm pre- they strapped um, them in, but I'm pretty sure Freddie Starr was the only one who'd sometimes get up and run around a bit. Kenny Everett would get up a bit and like go and attack yeah, someone Kenny on the other level, s- standing on his chair and mm. stuff like that. We got Duncan Norvell, Chris Tarrant. Yeah, I'm a fan of Tarrant's work. Oh, well, this is... This is I'm a, I'm a fan of his and pre-millionaire work. Yeah. Mm. And Frank Carson. Ugh, I met Frank Carson once. Fucking <laughs> so hell. So did I. What a legend. So did I. Yeah. I met, him at a, I met him at a charity do at a golf club. I met him in a... <laughs> here in the northeast. I met him in a green room. I can't remember what I was on. I think he came on that weird show Flipside I used to do once. Like, occasionally... I told you about that show Flipside, right? Yeah. And it was a weird mix of people. 
like I used to watch it. Sometimes it would just be like you know the likes of me and a couple of other cunts. But then once in a while they'd mm. like pull out a sensational booking out of the bag, like someone really amazing. Like Ricky Gervais used to sometimes appear on it because he'd just be right. around and someone would go, "I'll pop mm. down and do it," you know, because we used to do it in a whopping and uh so it was quite central and sometimes you just get people down the good thing about it was we were very often paralytic drunk yeah and richard bacon one time turned up so, and i don't mind saying this because he wrote about it in his book he's he's written, he wrote a book a few years ago which is actually very funny called something like a series of unrelated events and mm. richard bacon it was christmas and he'd been out at a lunch and he turned up like at fuck it, what we used to call when I was a youngster, lagging boat. I don't know if you've ever heard that one. I don't even know what it means. No. I don't know what the derivation of that phrase is. But I just picked it up. But people used to go, Oh, he was he weren't he weren't just pissed, he was lagging boat. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I like to think it's an old pirate term. He was lagging it boat. Could be, yeah. And what had happened was his mate, an associate of ours, Mark, you know Mark um Mark Haynes, right? Yeah. He was supposed to be on the panel with me and we're getting calls going, Richard's running late, he's been at a long Christmas lunch, but he says he's still coming. He's like, well, you know, in the end it's like, look, there's five minutes going away, he's not going to make it. So they go to Mark, you sitting, which I was put out by because I was sitting there thinking, why not me, cunts? But whatever. Yeah. Right? And um, he sits in the chair and the show starts. So we were a man down on the panel. It's supposed to be three people, right? And like the show starts, it's kind of going all right. Mark's doing a good job. And I'm not joking. Suddenly it's like bang, crash, smash, like a joke, (laughs) right? And in like stumbling onto the set live on TV through the door. He's fucking Richard Bailey going, it's all right, I'm here, get out of the chair. And he just sort of like, yeah, physically ejected Mark from the presenter's chair, interrupted the show, really drunk. Not like, oh, is he drunk? You wouldn't have been watching him thinking, I think he might be a bit tipsy. He's off his fucking nut pissed. Mm. Throws Mark out of the chair, slumps into the chair himself, and the show would go on for two hours. And he'd just do like, yeah, two, two hours. He just did two hours straight through, but he was making no sense whatsoever. He was talking fucking gobbledygook. And I don't feel... It was one of the most astounding things I've ever been part of. We just had mm. to roll with it as the sort of panellists. And, um, yeah, as I say, I don't feel bad because he, he wrote about... He wrote the whole thing. He wrote the story of it in his book and was just like fully... I think right. he's got a chapter called Don't Present a Two-Hour TV Show Whilst pissed out of your head it's called something like that yeah it was uh it was a it was an interesting experience but yeah they used to get good people on it and i think frank carson turned up one night i mean imagine just sitting with frank carson watching tv for two hours and hearing his and hearing his responses because i got the i got the impression that he probably hadn't watched telly in a good 30 years do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he, he couldn't make yeah. head nor tail of what the fuck was going on, which just made his responses even funnier. A great man. Brilliant. A great yeah, man. Yeah, well, I might dive that episode then, because there's all sorts going on in that. 
there are flip side episodes I think on um there's a there's a flip side there's flip side episodes on YouTube. There used to be one that came up with me on called um Cage Bumming, in which I was watching right. late night cage wrestling, which I termed cage bumming. It was the early noughties. You could say all sorts of things you can't get away with anymore. It was it was kind of a precursor to a podcast. It was. It? There was a really? lot of similar stuff on there. Yeah. I, I, mm. I used to go on about iAIDS. I invented this thing, iAIDS, which was like really popular. <laughs> Again, you wouldn't be able to say that on telly anymore, would you? iAIDS. It was so popular it had its own MySpace page at some point. Yeah, I went... I said that I'd been up the zoo and a monkey had licked my eye and I had eye aids or something like that and it took off. (laughs) Yeah, so in a way it was sort of like, you know, I was beginning to develop the sort of concepts, philosophies, call them what you will, that would one day come to popularity on Top Flight Time Machine. Yeah, it was just the lump lump of raw clear back then. Which yeah. you fashioned into what it is, whatever the fuck it is that. Yeah, and lots of know, people who, are, who we consider friends of Top Flight Time Machine, Alex Lowe, um, mm-hmm. uh, some others. Some, who else is I thinking of? Michael Holden was on it a lot. Anyway, yeah, it was good fun. Uh, but you know, you can't go back, can you? You can't go back. No. Um, I don't see why not. You could go back. Could do it well, again. There's, but there has been numerous attempts to like revive Flipside, but the people I who heard they were going to try it, and make it into a film uh, at one point. Yeah, uh, no, that's what I was going to say. The other friend of the show, or uh, who was one of the architects of it, was James Brown. That was, was the first it? time I met James Brown was when I was working on that. Um, right, and yeah, the guys behind it, one of whom is James, the guys who kind of came up with the idea. They were rather put out when Gogglebox became such a huge global phenomena because that format came Which out. Which was a few, essentially the same thing. Very similar. And it came out a few yeah. years later and now it's like that format exists in pretty much every country in the whole world. And the geezer who sort of created it owns a yacht called Gogglebox. And that is a fact. He owns a fucking oh. huge luxury yacht, the sort of yacht that has a piano on it. And it's Oh man. Yeah. Top level. Best sort. And it says around the uh, along the side of it, goggle but like the good shit goggle box. And H-M-S you know box. so those of us who sat for all those fucking late nights in Wapping, drinking cans of warm Carlsberg on air off our mm. fucking tits, um, talking about eye aids and the like. Where's our fucking Road yacht? Testing goggle box. Yeah, Where's exactly. our yacht, mate? It's no justice, is there? I couldn't even afford a fucking rowing boat, if I'm honest. Could we make this podcast into a film? Definitely. A huge cinematic version of it, just like what we do now from our remote homes. I'm sure that really there's... Better, better I'm lighting. Sh- I'm sure and- that in, in the talent pool of our listeners, the IFS and whoever, there is within the talent pool every... Um, creative and technical skill we would require to put together a first class feature film all of them even even a dolly grip everything dolly grip is. best boy best boy best boy yeah we had this neighbour when we were kids in in our street it's like our street was council but then a, 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 on the corner there was another road I won't call it we won't name it but they were not council right so right. that street mm. we were co- we were you know sort of how would you call it 90 degrees to each other right and yeah. you get this sort of divide whereby they're the homeowners they're the Barry homeowners mm. right 
and we're the council tenants. And yet there was a, a perfectly cordial sense of community. I within lived boundaries. In exactly, exactly the same setup. Right. Okay. And I was one of the homeowners. You were the homeowner. So you'll know that. <laughs> yeah. Although you were pleasant in a patronising way to the council <laughs> tenants in the next street, right? You uh, and there were certain lines. Like for instance, we did have a street party, which are two streets engaged in. The people from the homeowning street did most of the legwork. I'll admit they were more. They provided all of the food and the refreshments and all of that. And we came up the, with a bottle the, of like the, the, budget you, fizzy you, pop. You, <laughs> You, you provided what you would call the local colour. Well, there was a race fight. There was a. I've talked about it before. When, no, I don't mean like that. I mean like as in the kind of uh, no, no, but the, it, it uh, colour in both senses, mate. No, because my brother turned up with the Chiswick Soul Patrol, and my brother right. was the only white member. No, one of like maybe two two members in the in the vast Chiswick Soul Patrol. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details jalapeño the soul patrol mm. rocked up and unfortunately one of our neighbors was um quite a passionate racist and ah. violent offender and ah. he was there with some of his pals and unfortunately i think it was the one for the birth of prince william it descended into... Uh, Pancho from the Flats was there and involved. Right. In fact, wow. I think he sparked it by getting some brown sauce on the bonnet of a racist's car. And This sounds better than better film than what we've just suggested. Imagine how fucking offended he was. Not just any sauce, fucking brown sauce. Brown sauce, yeah. Right, symbolic. 
the, the racist, all the he'd, built, he'd been building his own car out the front of our house for fucking years, which is classic council activity <laughs> in the 80s. Like, just noise all the time. Yeah. It's, it's a really narrow street. And he's just out there building a car for two years. Was it up on bricks all the time? Yeah, it was up on bricks. (laughs) His racist mobile. And then he's like, it's nearly done. It's his pride and joy. And then a fucking big Bolivian turns up and just fucking squirts brown sauce all over it while he's trying to... He he didn't do it on purpose. I think he was trying to get the brown sauce on his sausage. Mm. (laughs) Then it all kicked off. And obviously... The people in the homeowner street were like disappointed because they pointed the finger, perhaps rightly, at our street for bringing about the the racial violence, the party that, that, that ruined the party in many ways. Yeah. Um, and so that wasn't good. And um, but the woman on the corner, she was called Elizabeth. I can talk about her now because she is dead. And. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. She was lovely, right? And she was extremely posh and eccentric, like a mad old posh woman who lived mm. with cats and all the rest of it. She was a violin. Her job was a violinist, right? Mm. In like the Royal Philharmonic. She- was, was, was she council or was she homeowner? No, she was homeowner. And she, she was, was right, but she was like yeah, right so. on the corner, right? So she mm. was very much the bridge between the two communities yeah. and she was actually much posher than anyone else in the in the homeowner streets it wasn't posh they just owned houses but she actually was posh <laughs> and she was like a fucking but she was really nice but fucking bananas right and mm. if you saw her you'd be like oh no here comes elizabeth she'll stop me and talk to me for fucking ages right right um, but she was just nice and friendly and she'd always be very interested, but she didn't really understand much outside the world of elite, global elite classical musicianship. Yeah. <laughs> right. So she didn't understand what we did and didn't, but yeah. really wanted to show interest and be interested. But when my, maybe if you'd been in it, maybe if you'd been a member of a woodwind section, she might have had she a bit have, more to talk yeah, about. It wasn't that she would have been more interested because she was genuinely wanted to know about our lives and what we were up to. Right. But she, she couldn't relate to it. She couldn't relate or understand. And my I bro- she could even relate to a woodwind section or whether she was just strings only. Woodwind? Why? Those people are ghastly. Yeah. I fucking hate <laughs> woodwinders. <laughs> their instruments are full of their own spit. They're my sworn enemies. Don't you know that? Strings hate wind. <laughs> <laughs> Those cunts. It's the same way that the police hate the fire brigade and the fire brigade hate the police. It's the same with string and wind. Yeah, you know. I've told you that before, haven't I? <laughs> I didn't know that. When I, when I was mates with that know, popper like for years, he'd go, fucking firemen, thieves and burglars, all of them. Right? And, uh, and then like, if you go to a fireman, what do you think of the old bill? Those cunts fucking think they're it, don't they? Fucking hell. Yeah. I, wow. Obviously, I'm on the fireman's side. <laughs> of course. And I say that in full confidence that we're ten times more likely to have a fireman listening than we are old Bill. Yeah. I don't I've think got we've got a family member who's a fireman, so it's just... Well, there you go, then. Team fire. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually really like firemen. My only negative attitude towards him is my mum did once date a fireman uh, ah. in the 80s and I didn't like that 
but right. not anything to do with him being a fireman. I just didn't like my mum dating like people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. She, I mean, it turns out as well recently that they're all into the old grotesque WhatsApp groups. What, even the, even of, the firemen? Oh, the firemen as well. There's been firemen suspended for all of that as well recently, yeah. What is it yeah. about the emergency services that attracts loonies, psychopaths and misogynists? It's the uniform, I think. But not that... that I was going to say, because there was this time when my brothers would all take the piss out of my mum because they'd go, oh, she's done all the emergency services now because <laughs> she dated a, a copper and I think he turned out to be married, but he'd kept it a secret from her. So that died a death. Ugh. Then she dated a fireman. I can't remember how that came about. And then she dated an ambulance man. Right. And then my brothers would all be laughing, going, oh, you got to date an AA man next, because there was that ad, wasn't there, the fourth emergency service? Yeah. yeah. Ironically, well, my dad was your an dad AA was man, an AA was too, man. But too far away and also married. Uh, he was mom, spoken so, for. Yeah. Um, is, and does, does a milkman does a milkman not count as the emergency service? It depends on the situation, doesn't it? I would, say, I would say a fifth, fifth emergency service. He's got a vehicle, mm. specialist vehicle, and a uniform. So therefore, yeah. emergency this service. It's obviously the type my mum went for. But like, yeah. um, I didn't oh, like it. I love it. a man in uniform. My mum, my, my brothers would all laugh. Ah, I've been for all the emergency services. When are you going to date an AA man? And I would sit there really glum. Like, stop stop laughing about mother's love life. It's horrendous. Why does she have to have boyfriends anyway? She's got me. It's not funny. Shut up about her love life. She, she always says I'm a special little man. Ah, it's horrible. You're making me sad. Shut up. It's not funny at all. It was, that was genuinely the vibe. And they'd be like, ah. you dating tonight? Someone from the fucking boat service. The emergency dinghies, is it? And I'd be like, stop joking. It's grotesque. Mother should be asexual. <laughs> I can't think of another man touching touching her with their grubby hands. Their grubby calloused hands. Oh, God. Yeah, so that wasn't pleasant. Can't remember how we got onto that. We got asked you what uh, Gary Lineker, what he'd been up to. I can tell you two famous men who asked my mum out. You're not going to believe it. Please do. You're not going to believe this. Alan Hudson. Can we Alan incorporate Hudson. a guessing game? Alan, well, would Alan you have Hudson. guessed that? Alan Hudson no, asked my mum out in a bar. She said no. Fucking I can't hell. remember why, but she always regretted it and would bring it up all the time. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Could have been sliding doors moment, that, innit? Yeah, and we're always like, we always have accused her of having a soft spot for Chelsea. or Yeah, because obviously she's got Spurs, QPR and West Ham. So the most hated club, the only club that we can bond over a hatred for is Chelsea. And then we're always like, mum's Chelsea. She could be living on a boat with the word Hudson up the side by now. (laughs) Where he lives. (laughs) Him in his sunglasses with his feet up on the on the, cool, the beer cooler, cigar on the go. Bring, where's my scrambled eggs? <laughs> Come in, Alan. And get that little brat of yours to stop fucking crying. How old is he now anyway? 47? Shouldn't he be out getting his own job? Don't he like girls? There's something wrong with him. I'll leave him alone. He's shy. 
He's just shy, that's all. Shy, that's one word for it. He's touched in the nut, if you ask me. Always down there, always down there in the gully of the ship, reading his fucking gully. books. <laughs> yeah. He wants to get out right down the youth club. <coughs> you know he's shy. Adjusting adjust the lineup of his dream dinner party. <laughs> it, you know, it, playing with his little plastic soldiers is not right. It's not normal. <laughs> oh, don't be like that. And you know he's got epilepsy as well, so he's worried if he'll wet his pants if he goes out with a girl. <laughs> well, he can't live here forever. <laughs> scratching about there you keep me awake at night I don't know what he's up to I'm I trying to get me I my kid. I'm doing the celebrity golf circuit ain't I I've got to be up early <laughs> I've got to do that appearance before the I'm Chelsea League the, Cup game they're paying me 50 quid greet. I've got to do the meet yeah. and greets I don't need to hear him whimpering and scratching in the in the bowels of the ship every night <laughs> That would have, that could have been how life had turned out for all that of us. That could have been it. Slow, so close. Sliding doors. Here's yeah. the other one. Right, Alan Hudson. Right. It's another mm-hmm. Alan. He's also a famous sportsman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Similar era, I'd say early 80s. Not football, though. Boxing. Alan Minter. Correct. Whoa! <laughs> Wow! Yeah. That would have been a very different life. Yeah. Fucking hell. I think he's no longer with us, Alan Minter. Your, your, your mum would be a widow by now. I cried and cried when Alan Minter died. <laughs> Is that a poem? <laughs> yeah. Died September 2020. Oh, he could have Fucking been my hell. dad. Um, God. Yeah, so Sam I don't Minter. know. I'll find out some more details in terms of the Monday episode about the exact nature of those encounters because she will Please absolutely yeah. love me asking her about them. She will love Good. being asked about it. And I'll get the full details of exactly what those two encounters were like, Alan Hudson and Alan Wonderful Minter. Stuff. Yeah. Wonderful stuff. So, so Lineker. Lineker. I took to the street mm. and I couldn't, um, I couldn't find him or the press. They'd gone by the time I got out there. But I'm keeping an eye out, and I will intervene if they come and start doorstepping again, because I'm sick of it. But what I would say to everyone out there is, listen, this whole ship's Gary Lineker bullshit that's going on, don't engage, because that's what they want you to do, because it's a distraction from the fact that over the last 13 years, this country has been run into the fucking ground, right? Yeah, every measurable, every single fucking measurement of how successful a country can be is in the fucking sewers. They realise that, they realise they're crap, and so they want to distract us with this debate. And Lineker is just like an easy fucking target. Don't engage, ignore it. uh, Not only have they done that, they've also simultaneously looted the country. Yeah. and On every level. And put shit in the rivers. This, the rivers are full of shit. This is and true. you have to yeah. remember, of all those measurements, one of the best ones is this: we're the only country in the west in Western Europe where life expectancy is in decline. That's yeah. not normal. That's third world yeah. shit. 
but it's happening right here on your fucking doorstep. And it's happened over the last 13 years. Then come. I mean, looking at like house prices, people just can't cannot afford to get on the property ladder now. Your, our children are going to really struggle to be able to buy a house at some point in their life. It used to be, you know, that would be the dream. Mm. You, 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 you might live on a council estate, or you might you live, live on, on council, that. but you'd look on the homeowner street. And be, One day, I'll live on that street next to Elizabeth. You know or that, maybe when Elizabeth dies, I could buy yeah, her house. I buy her house because it's probably a bit run down because she's a bit eccentric. Because she's mad. It's probably oh, I forgot a, to get to the end of that story. My brother, the terrace legend Castellani, started getting work when he, he left school at like 15, 16. He, and then after a while, he got work as a runner on commercials and things like this, right? And uh, she didn't understand what that was. She kept saying, what is it he does? And my mum would say, he's a runner basically T-boy, really. But whenever yeah. she saw him, she'd go, oh, hello, and are you still best boy? Because you know you always see that best boy. I don't <laughs> know what best that, boy yeah. is. Do you, I don't Maybe know what it is. He's a runner. Don't know. Yeah, and know. it would infuriate him. It's not best boy, <laughs> it's runner. Yes, best boy. That's wonderful work. So I relish still referring to him as best boy. <laughs> He's our best boy. Yeah, he's best boy in every sense of the word. My neighbour, Darren, boy. the one who I used to do digging with, when he got older and a bit yeah. off the rails, he just graffitied her fence one day, right? He just wrote, fuck off Elizabeth and loads of other stuff no. like that. Yeah, because he didn't like her because she was so posh and he found her patronising, but she wasn't really patronising. She was just... Uh, anyway, the one good thing I can ever remember Terry Sledging Castellani doing for anyone other than himself was to, uh, he went, I don't know why, but he got... Castellini, of course, you are currently in dispute with. I'm in dispute, that's why I'm being so mean. Let it be known I'm in dispute with him, so I'm saying unfair things about him. He actually is quite a kind guy, if I'm honest. But I let emotion get the better of me there. No, he got a paint pot out and took it upon himself. He was so upset by what Darren had done to Elizabeth... He got a paint pot out before Elizabeth even got home and started painting over the graffiti. Oh, that's good. And I reminded Cass of that a couple of years ago because sometimes it's nice for people to be reminded that you remember a nice thing they did. And, and, then, he had and then he held Darren down and poured the rest of the paint in his into mouth. Into his mouth, yeah. He had no <laughs> recollection. He actually denied it. <laughs> really? Yeah, but it's definitely <laughs> true because I, yeah. de- I vividly remember it and I remember being quite young and massively impressed by it, right? But he doesn't remember fuck all because he's drunk all his brain cells away. But like he's like, I never did that. That's bollocks. I think he was sort of, he thought that I was trying to imply he was soft. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking hell. Mm. Um, Best boy is the assistant to the chief electrician of a film crew. Yeah, so it's a pretty good Uh job. Yeah. Assistant of the chief, yeah. In charge of the electricity, which is pretty important. What's well, more important? You can't, you can't make, make a, a fil- you cannot make a film about electricity. Film steam. No. Yeah, exactly. You can't do it with clockwork. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> clockwork. No, I was going to say, talking about house prices. That, as you know, I like to watch a place in the sun on Channel Four. Yeah. As I plan my subsequent retirement to mm. a Spanish or Portuguese podding rig. Um, and there was one house that the, the couple were looking around the other day and the presenter, Laura Hamilton, uh, introduced it as such. She said, it's uh, it's, it's a semi-detached townhouse. Uh, it's about a 10-minute walk from the uh, centre of, of town with all the amenities. Uh, you've got five bedrooms. Uh, you've got a nice uh, sitting area at the front. 
there is uh, a patio at the back and also uh, a roof terrace, uh, which has a small pool. Uh, and it's just under budget at £111,000. Fuck off. I'm like, fuck this country. Fuck me. I what thought the- I was getting around. I've been back on the Chichester right moves. I've been back on oh, Chichester yeah. looking at the right moves and I've found I some amazing... Down there, I it? dream of living in a converted barn at Andy, in, in right. the Sussex Downs. That's where I, that's right. my dream. Apart, obviously, in Mallorca as well. That feels expensive. Well, yeah, but in comparison to where I live now, it's like right, cheap. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not 110 fucking grand, that's for sure. Anyway, the kids Fuck have vetoed me. it, obviously, which is fine. Obviously. Well, they'll have to leave on one day. Yeah. Or come to Chichester. Um, football predictions very quickly. Yeah. Where are we? Uh, Bournemouth versus Liverpool. Uh, Bournemouth one, Liverpool two. Oh, I'd already put zero down there for you. Mm. Uh, I think this will be three nil Liverpool. Everton versus Brentford. I'll go first on this. Um, I just keep assuming that Everton might win one nil. Because that's what they need to do. Mm. So I'll say that 1-0. I'm going to say 1-1. Okay. Uh, West Ham versus Aston Villa. Ugh. 1-0 West Ham. 1-0 West Ham. Uh, Yeah, I think you'll do this. It'll be 2-1 West Ham. Norwich versus Sunderland. Sunday lunchtime on the telly. Um, 2-0 Norwich. I see. Oh, we're in a, I we're see. In a tailspin you're now. in that state of mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did Season's get battered. Over. I don't know how good Norwich are, but they're usually decent, aren't they? And it's yeah. at Norwich. Yeah. I want to say two-one yeah. Norwich. Okay, it's very generous of you. Give us a goal. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, Newcastle United versus Wolves. Two-nil uh, Newcastle. Yeah, I'm gonna go. 1-0 Newcastle right that's it that's the episode uh, enjoy your weekend yeah whatever you're doing do whatever feels right guys yeah uh, don't be a cunt yeah. uh, goodbye goodbye Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.